0: Welcome to episode 5 of the Codex Podcast. I'm your host, Sonny Kruger, and with me is my co-host, Jamie Wojcik.
1: And another show with me and you. This is awesome. <laughs> episode 5 now?
0: Yep, episode 5. Cinco. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So, today, well, last week, let's go over. Last week, we went over, we reviewed the Judas Contract and Deceased. One thing I like to say is that while we were doing our reviews, I felt that I didn't talk too much about Deceased. And one thing I wanted to mention was that I was a big fan, that they had Superman's son, John Lane Kent, and Batman's son, Damian Wayne, in there. And they got to have a bit of the spotlight. And I liked seeing both of those characters get a bit of the spotlight. And it really introduced me to them. And it made me a fan. And then Jamie... Cut me off about 40 times out of 40 minutes. Yep. That's always fun. That's what I do best. Right. But we're here. It's a new episode, a new week, and we've got quite a bit of news to mention.
1: Yes, we do. And I'm actually surprised if anything, how much news we actually got. I feel like like we talked about in the pre-show, which you can find over at twitch.tv slash Um it feels like we had the same amount of news that we had when we were on a hiatus for
0: almost a week. Yeah, we got a lot of news. In the beginning, it seemed like we were getting some news, and then within the past couple of days, we got quite a bit. So, with that, let's start with some of the news. Let's go. It's been said that the long-term deals with Marvel are over, meaning that they will be no longer be doing any you know ten-year contracts with actors, you no know, eight-movie contracts, all things like that have come to an end. Yeah. Would you like to give more details on that,
1: Jamie? Uh, yeah. uh, so, basically, I think it pretty much stemmed from, uh, what was it, Edward Norton as the Hulk because he signed on but didn't realize that it was going to be a long-term effect. That's why he got replaced. And there was so much – there were so many actors that had to – re. how can I say it? They had to restructure their contracts because of the fact that they were locked in so long. I mean – to me, it's a like almost like a double-edged sword on this because it's good and bad. It's good in the fact that you know you keep the actors happy; they want to portray these characters. But on the bad side, if they are contractually obligated to another movie and you're trying to get everything done in a time frame, how the like the MCU is set up and the timeline, the story they tell, it could be almost a disaster for it.
0: Yeah, and even too, like with actors, some of these characters they take on, they these characters for a long time. And a lot of actors, they want to play a part for a little bit and move on to play other parts. Uh, I mean, playing characters in the MCU would be a dream come true for many, including myself, you know. So, just me, you know, so many people would jump on it. But when you know, a lot of the actors who are big, they want to take on many different roles. And, you know, they feel kind of stuck onto it. But then, like you said, it could be a double-edged sword because it's nice for them to play different parts, but also it kind of stings for us if we constantly see big characters constantly recast. Yeah, and
1: just to let you know, Sonny, I think you'd be the perfect Captain Britain. Oh, well, thank You're
0: you. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> got to do some pumping iron. No, they got they got uh, fake muscles and stuff yeah. for that. Uh, yeah, definitely got to work on my... I may be from England, but I definitely got to work on my English accent. Just a little bit. Oh, and by the
1: way, I'm just letting you know, because you already talked about Jamie cutting you off 42 times or how many. Uh, I'm going to try to go this whole episode without cutting you off once and see how many times you cut me off. Okay, I might even put good. a counter on here for the YouTube video. I don't know yet. <laughs> we well, okay, There we go.
0: It's always fun yeah. with me. One of these days, we're going to have people that can like. Look up and be like, okay, we counted someone so counted cut it cut so and so off this many times this episode. Somebody said this this many times. When we have all that kind of money, we can pay somebody to be like, go through every episode and see this and see right. that. Right. Right. How many times I just say something? Oh, it's awesome! It's cool. <laughs> just a generic like. What'd you think? It was okay. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Okay. Now we're on to. The San Diego Comic-Con. And it has been said that the characters, um, the actors, well, the home movies, uh, everybody from Marvel and DC, they will not be doing the panels anymore. At, well, actually, they will not be doing the panel at San Diego's Comic-Con. Yes. And, Jamie, you know more yeah. about this. I know you go to Comic-Cons a lot and everything, so I'll pass it over to okay, you. So
1: basically with that, they did it when COVID hit. They did almost like a. They, they have a Hall H at San Diego where they premiere all the big name movies coming out or show what's going on. Like within that whole realm, whether it's Marvel or DC, they're showing you something that's coming out. Even if it's a slight teaser or the, just the logo name brand. Um, with that, they at, when COVID hit, they kind of stopped. They, they didn't want to be participating if there's going to be no live audience, it isn't the same nostalgia for everybody. And then they started doing where it was uh they have oh my it's it's escaping me, but they have uh the DC like Universe Fest or the online uh their online online Comic Con kind of thing where they show a full two days, two to three days of everything that's gonna be coming out. Marvel since their contracts with Disney at D twenty three, they do the same thing now. So I think for future cons, especially San Diego being as big as it is, it, it's kind of a downfall for them because they're losing out on that whole uh, the whole group of people that follow that. The whole reason a lot of them go there is to see that. Comic Con there is a lot different than like a C two E two for me and you, where we're there for some of the guests and we're there to rummage through some bins and get you know pictures with cosplayers. There it's media media media. So, I mean, take it what it is, but I think that San Diego is losing out now.
0: Oh, yeah. I agree. So. I think they're going to lose out big time on that. and uh, We'll see what happens with them. It doesn't really change our opinion on our Comic-Con or our C2E2 because, like I said, that's the San Diego one. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it doesn't affect anything going on in in Chicago. Yeah,
1: it, it, it really hasn't. I mean, even pre like right before COVID hit the last E two E two was that February, at the end of February, we went and like everybody else was starting to shut down except for Chicago at the time. And it was just like normal. Except most of the people that were guests were like, please don't shake our hands and if you're gonna talk to us stand this far away. You know, it wasn't there was nothing really drastically change. I know the one is coming up in December, which I'm excited for, Oh yeah. but from there, we'll see how it goes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, in December, we may have to do a special episode of the Codex podcast. Yes. And maybe we'll
1: invite Dave, because he usually comes with when we go to C2 and have him on. So I I have a feeling I'm going to end up editing and blur out his face the whole
0: time so no one can see him. So he'll never know what he looks like. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe he'll be in cosplay. Maybe I'll be in cosplay. I've been thinking about it. Something I I want to do. Something I want to add. You know, I'm always working on some kind of projects. I think I may have to do some cosplay yeah. soon.
1: Yeah, Captain Britain. There we go.
0: <laughs> okay, you, you make the outfit, I will wear it. <laughs> oh, you don't want me making it. But you know what? Maybe you do. <laughs> All right. But uh, on to the next subject of... Uh, Marvel has said that Stan Lee will no longer be making cameos in the Marvel movies anymore. What do you think about that, Jamie? Um, I, th- you know, it, it's the
1: end of an era. Is all I like really gotta say about it. It's you. A lot of people were speculating where he'd show up in a movie, how he'd make his cameo, and like what he would be. Um, I know that I think it's Venom 2 in the trailer. You see, like, a magazine with him on there. I wish it would keep stuff like that where, even if it's just an image or a phrase or something, like, Excelsior just, like, posted somewhere, like, just keep keep that alive. You're, you're, you're killing it, and it the man gave everything to that company. Uh, it He should be immortalized in the movies at least even if it's in the slightest
0: way. Yeah, I agree, and I like what you said, that they could still, even if he's not in there, because obviously he passed away, so you're not going to have him constantly making cameos. But it'd be nice, like you said, if they mention, maybe they say Excelsior, or you see his name or his picture somewhere, that I would like that. Yeah. So I completely I completely agree with you on that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know as far as your thoughts on like, how they would go buy it? You know, maybe you... Uh, do you have any more input on that? Like, would it... Uh,
0: I liked how how you were saying it. You know, maybe, like, you see him in a newspaper, maybe somewhere you see spray-painted, something like that, or maybe they're on a street, and maybe it's called Stanley Street, or something like right. that. Okay? And now, speaking of cameos, uh, one thought people were saying before was, oh, well, they have Deadpool, make cameos in every movie. But... That brings Who knows if that will happen or not. But this brings us to Deadpool making his first appearance in the MCU. So, Deadpool, there is a show where Deadpool uh, has his reactions to movie trailers. And this week, it was Deadpool and the character from Thor named Korg, And they together were doing their reaction to the movie Free Guy. So, this is Deadpool's first appearance in the MCU. Yeah. I kind of label, and a lot of people are talking. A lot of people are happy. So to cut you off before you started talking, that, that, that's one. Jamie, your opinion. That's ting. <laughs> yeah, one, one for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I was just gonna say it. Uh, that's why I, if you guys follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I labeled it the official, unofficial first appearance of Deadpool in the MCU because that is like that's something I've wanted is To see him, but I wanted to see him like in a movie popping because honestly, and this is the second time I've mentioned this once I was on the pre show, but then I am mentioned it here the person who played Korg was uh Taika Watiti, who was the co or co star in Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. So every- when I'm watching, it, I'm like, they just re established this whole thing <laughs> just by sitting there but yeah i thought the i thought the trailer was hilarious it was ryan reynolds doing a reaction on ryan reynolds so i thought that was hilarious uh i felt like it was i don't know i i wanted not more like in the trailer but i want i wanted that moment if we were watching like i don't know spider-man no way or no way home and he just popped in that would have i lose it this wasn't as, this was great to see, but it wasn't like that wow factor. Like, you know he's there now, but how he was going to pop up, I don't feel like this was the best way, but it got a lot of heads turning and a lot of people talking.
0: Yeah, it did. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I know like, like what you said, maybe it'd be better to have a bigger first appearance, but hey, it's better than nothing. So I enjoyed it. I was glad to see it. And like I said, hopefully we start to see him in some movies. Yeah. Okay, so now for our next subject. Um, the artist Hobson Hocha passed away. Um, many of you may read and, and pronounce his name as Robson Hocha, or Robson Rocha, but I pronounce it Hobson Hocha because he is Brazilian, and a lot of Brazilians speak Portuguese, and their R's are pronounced like H's. So that that is why I do say RIP to artist Hobson Hocha. And Jamie, you've seen a lot of his work.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it, when I saw the news break, what, regardless of what anyone's uh, ideals are on uh, coronavirus, COVID, what whatever it may be, it did affect him. He is no longer with us, and it's a sad day because a lot of the work he did. Now, me, I'm a big follower when it comes to writers. I'm starting more to follow artists that I really enjoy. I didn't realize the amount of work that this man put in. Like, uh, I'm a bit. I'm right now. You know, side tangent, I'm collecting, trying to collect all of the new 52 DC line. And a lot of the stuff that he did, he was either a penciler or a cover artist or whatever. And the saddest thing is, when I did more research into it, uh, there was a new uh, series that came out, which was Future Safe for DC, where it kind of tells you the end of the story that could be a possibility. And then now we got what's leading up to it. That came out a few months ago. He was one of the main guys on it. And it's like kind of hard to deviate from it now. It's like this guy did amazing work. He's worked on, from New 52, he worked on Aquaman. He did, uh, from what I remember, there's uh, Earth 2. He was a part of. Um, just just so much birds of prey right? I, I, and Superman. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. There was, he, even if it was just like a couple pages, like I was looking, he's, he's done like page like eight to 13 on some things, you know, like just filling in for people that couldn't do it. And just to think like he had his own work to do and he was still filling in for others.
0: Yeah. And like I said, he was battling a uh, coronavirus and dealing with a lot of those symptoms and he still was able to get a lot of work done and yeah, big, uh, passing a big loss for the comic book world. You know, he may not be the most household name. Not many people may know his name, but like I said, he's worked on some of the, the biggest comic books that there are. Yeah, right I mean, now.
1: even with like looking into it, like his work on uh, DC death metal, like Batman death metal or uh, even metal. I think he was a part of it. Those books jumped like whether it was a cover yeah. or anything else. And it was, it was it's great to see now because there's so many artists coming out and being like, he was an amazing artist. He was amazing person. Like you don't hear about those things, like the work he put in work. He does from anybody else. And it's sad that it's gotta be after his passing that people are coming out of the woodwork being like, I can't believe this. He was a mate. Like his work here, here's his pencils. Here's his roughs. Here's, you know, something he just drew on a napkin. Like, but you know, in all respect, he, he was amazing. I got a lot of his work. I love his work. Uh, You know, it it, it, it's just sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. So say everybody stay safe out there. Uh, Take care of yourself and uh, be clean. Yeah, even if there wasn't even if there wasn't coronavirus, still just be clean because well, be clean. I don't want to deal with a bunch of dirt bags or bo. But yeah, as Dave
1: would say, hand sanitizer. Hella hand sanitizer.
0: (laughs) Yes. Exactly. All right. So now uh, we are on the subject of DC. And now DC has mentioned that they will be bringing the comic book character, the human target, will have his own series.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, This was a kind of a shock. Not really. I mean, not really to me. So Tom King posted a picture. And if you look at the human target, the full cover that he uh, showed. The picture he took was a crop photo of all the hands that are going towards the human target, or in the cover. Um, And everyone thought he was going to be reestablishing, I think it was uh, Justice League International, I believe it was. From, you know, the hands we saw and everything. And then it comes out to be the human target. Now, I know you, I think you've read, have you read Vision? But, okay, yes. so you read Vision, which
0: Vision's own series, the one yeah, the, uh, read the family. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: Um, job. he was part of that. I think before his jump to DC, uh, I read Mister Miracle, which I thought was phenomenal. Anything,
0: I heard that it's really good. I haven't read it, but yeah, I heard that that's really
1: good. If you get a chance to check it out, um, he to me, since those two books, he had some great runs. He did eighty-seven issues, I believe, of Batman. I think it was 87, um, before he had left, but his bread and butter was those, uh, mini series and micro series or, uh, maxi series, I would say. Um, since then I kinda, besides I think strange adventures, which is still ongoing, I think there's two issues left, everything he's done. I, I personally don't care for like it. I hope he does justice to the character because he's trying to take I, I give him credit. He's taking characters that are um, or titles that no one would really reach for. Characters that are at the bottom of the pit B.C. list characters that most people be like, eh, I don't I just shrug it off where he's grabbing and trying to make life out of them again. Uh, you know, Human Target had a short run before. And had a limited time on screen. They tried to make a, I think it was ABC adaption of the show, like for the show. I think it was only a couple episodes, but I don't, it didn't do well. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm, I, how can I put it? I am not a fan of what he's putting out right this second, but that might change. With it. I'm still gonna pick it up. I'm still gonna spend my money on it, but I just don't want it to. I, I want it to be that Mr. Miracle. I want it to be that Vision again. That, that, that's what I'm hoping for. Every time I pick up a Tom King, like, mini,
0: that's what I'm hoping for. Well, hopefully it is, yeah. I'm not too familiar with the character. That's why I heard I was, like, the human target. I was meaning more to ask you, so... Definitely, when it comes out, let me know how it is and if you recommend it or not. Yeah, and,
1: Sonny, I mean, you can... I think there's some issues on DC Infinite that you could check out, like, old stuff that you can look for and see,
0: uh... What do you think? You know? All right, yeah. So. Alright. So there's that. The human target. And now we get on to a trailer that definitely had me really excited. Uh, Marvel released the trailer for the What If series. They will premiere on. Oh, they will premiere on Disney Plus August 6th. Yes. You know what? Jane, what did you think? Actually, Sonny, I want to hear your thoughts because for those okay. who don't know, Sonny
1: is the only person that I've seen go after what ifs like nobody else in comic form. Like I know Sonny, if you, if you look in the background right now, you can see all those Epic collections and deluxe editions, but his, I'm pretty sure your
0: single issue Ben is literally just what ifs. I've got some others. I, I was surprised. I've got some others, but I do have a lot of what ifs. Yeah. So I was very excited to see this. I'm a big fan of the what if comics and just normally in life, family we do a lot of what ifs and i do a lot of what ifs to people and then i say you know i'm actually even a fan of this comic book called what if so yeah i've got plenty of them i don't have all of them so yeah i'm a little disappointed about that but we'll see what happens but yeah i saw the trailer i definitely i sent it to you right away yeah. and i really liked it i know it's not live action but i think it's going to be really good i'm really excited for it and i know it's more not like they're doing each issue into an episode. It's more like a, like a what-if for the MCU. And then one huge thing is that this will also be... In the episode with the Black Panther, it will be the last performance Chedric Bozeman has as the Black Panther. So, you know, that one's definitely going to be special.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely is. I wanted you to take that one away because I know you, you do like the what-if series. I I thought it looked great. I I It's one of those things like... I the animation's kind of iffy for me. It, 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 I, I want to see how it goes forward with that. Um, but seeing, like, I, I'm trying to think here. Like, uh, Chadwick Boseman, you know, it's his last performance, like you had mentioned. Um, him dressed up as Star-Lord. Like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, even the opening where it's, uh, Tony Stark and then, you know, the whole uh, he gets hit, Humvee flips, and then uh what do you call it? Um Killmonger just shows up. It I don't I don't I don't get it. Like I was like, why? What's happening here? So it, it really in it really uh it's got my attention. I, I can't wait to see how it goes. Um I'm ready for it. I, I I kinda want it to be premiered already, but you know, we gotta wait till everything else is over before we get it.
0: Yeah. And then once you get that I'll definitely have to bring out quite a few of my what ifs and even show you guys my favorite what if issue that that's been my favorite since I was a, a little kid, maybe like five or six years old. So yeah, I'm we're very excited about what if. I think it looks great. I think yeah, the other gonna go kind of like pretty all out and pretty crazy and not hold back. With their what-ifs, like we said, uh, Black Panther, a Star-Lord, and co-monger helping out Iron Man. And, yeah, some of the comics were really out there. And some of the what-ifs, like, you know, you had your regular ones, like, what if Electra lived, right? But then you had your crazy ones, like, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires during Inferno? Now, what, was so, there,
1: and I know was going to cut off, you're done. Um, <laughs> uh, wasn't there one where, because I think I, I had that one. Uh, it's, like, Hulk beats Wolverine, and then, like, he ends up, like, destroying the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. If there might, there might be the yeah, what if Hulk killed Wolverine? Yeah. yeah. they have what if Hulk killed Wolverine, what if Wolverine killed the Hulk. Beca- and then sometimes cool what ifs were, they would, like, do what if or something, and then it would really go, it would become real. Like, they had what if Jane became Thor, and then obviously, that's obviously gonna happen. Well, in the movie, they're gonna make, it's already happened in the comics, but they going to have the movie of it they had what if uh what if phoenix had lived and then we know obviously jean grey like we talked about before she's come back many many times yeah.
1: uh and then there was the i'm trying to think which one it was it was the, the oh uh, what if ghost rider was a cosmic hero i think that was one of them and we got a cosmic yeah, ghost I rider I got um yeah no i there was a i know there was a limited run I want to say about two, three years ago of a What If. Like a rebranding of What If. I think it was What If uh, Spider-Man Became the Punisher. And then there was a What If Magic off the X-Men. And there was a few, but there wasn't too many. And I'm hoping with this show coming out, like they do with everything else marketing-wise, they push What If series again. Like a What If series again.
0: Yeah. yeah some of those What Ifs I got that you mentioned, it probably... Their uh, their value is probably gonna skyrocket after this show comes out.
1: Oh, look at Sonny, the speculator. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you know, I'm. So, I don't like to sell my stuff. I don't like. I, I keep onto my stuff. Like I said, some of them I've had since I was a kid, and never once thought about getting rid of them. Yeah, so, I, I got that problem it's too. It's gonna take a lot to make me get rid of them.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely yeah. have that problem where it's like, you know, I have so many single issues, and maybe it's time to unload. And then you look at them, and you're like, nope, never mind. Just keep adding. Yeah, not this one, not that
0: one, nope. So Alright. And then our last bit of comic book news for the day is that Young Justice season four, Phantoms, will be released on HBO Max October twenty first.
1: Yeah, it will uh I know you don't know a lot really about this, Sonny, I don't think. Um, but yeah, it the, the last season, season three was brought to DC Universe before DC Universe became DC Infinite. And then all the shows got moved over from there to HBO Max. Um, I gotta say. Uh, Young Justice is one of my favorite animated shows. Currently. I would say. Um, as far as the title. I don't know too much about it. And what it's leading into. But I'm excited. I, I it, This came out of nowhere. I know that Titans is premiering in August. I thought that was going to be the you know, our brick of the news, but having Unjustice as another one is just you know, makes it even better for a DC boy like me.
0: There you go, yeah, a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Like we said, you got a lot of things going on for the week. And now we get to the thing you wanted to mention what was your pick of the week you're gonna be doing.
1: Yeah, uh so I was a little I'm still a little bit behind um on my current issues but I wanna say as of next episode. I'm going to start posting and possibly showing on here my pick of the week for what's coming out and from from my pools. Um I don't know. sonny has got his mail calls and I feel like uh we need some newer continuity in here instead of all that old stuff. And uh yeah, I'm excited and I can't wait to see who loves it and who hates it.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's well, see. Yeah. Because uh, before you did one online uh, pick of the week, and that was your Radiant Black. Yeah, right? and
1: then I fell drastically behind after that.
0: <laughs> you, you, you jinxed, your, you cursed it. Yeah. But now doing it on the show, should maybe it'll give you some better Right.
1: Work. It'll keep me, keep me going on reading.
0: <clears throat> okay, so now on to my mail call. So during the pre show. I like Jamie know that it is a movie. And I said, Jamie, if you can guess which movie, I'll give you $100. And so Jamie guessed The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. He guessed Blade Trinity. And what was your third one? Oh, I think I, did I pick a DC movie.
1: Oh, Shark Boy and Lava. Yeah, no, that, that one. <laughs> Not that one.
0: I don't know what the third one was. Oh, yeah, Green, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. That's what it was. Yeah, see Ryan Reynolds, Cedric. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one final hint to give you. Okay. Ready? Gary Oldman.
1: Batman Begins?
0: Well, close, because Gary Oldman, but you're wrong. My pick for the movie I got is Chipmunks the Squeak Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I had to mess with you. Somewhere along the line, I had to make Chipmunks the Squeak Wall.
1: Oh, I, I've been waiting okay. for that since we started, actually. Like, I'm glad it took the to episode five for it to come out.
0: <laughs> so there you go. If you if you ever want to get a lady in the mood, put on Chipmunks the Screen yeah, Wall. Because
1: you, or, you want to turn it off.
0: Or, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or you can do my pick. And the one I got in the mail is actually Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, I was close. I was close. Starring Gary Oldman as Dracula. Uh, it was it was so. vampire-centric, at least. Yeah, yeah, you're on to vampires. Yeah, when you said Blade, I was like, oh, but it's closest. Yeah, I got the 4K, Ultra <laughs> HD, Blu-ray, all that stuff. And normally, I wasn't going to bring it up. I just... My girlfriend, Maria, showed me the movie. She's like, you're really going to like it. And I saw it and immediately fell in love with it. And I said, I need to add it to my collection. And I wasn't going to bring it up on the show. But then I thought, you know what? Actually, Dracula has been in comics. So it's my excuse to show you guys what I got and my excuse to talk to you guys a little bit about Dracula. That he is actually one of the characters who is able to be in Marvel and DC. And Marvel, he has fought the likes of Captain America and Apocalypse. In DC, he has fought the likes of Batman and Superman. Yeah. And the reason Dracula is able to be in both, like Frankenstein, who is in both, is because both of them, their books are so old, they're in the public domain. So Marvel and DC gets to use both of them. yeah. And that's my uh, mail call of the week. Awesome. Um, real fast, what? Who, who was it? Like,
1: what is it called again? What Dracula is it? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay.
0: It's the one directed by Francis Ford. Capella. There
1: is a Marvel four-issue miniseries that goes along with that. Oh.
0: Well, thank you for letting me know. I have to yeah, check it out. Uh,
1: I actually have it. So, you know what? Next time, uh, maybe if we meet up on the 31st and do our live podcast together, which we did not mention, I don't think on the main show, but we mentioned yeah, it on the pre show. I'll actually, I'll look for them. I'll give them to you. I'm not I'm think, not a Dracula yeah. fan. I, I, I was like, oh, this is all right. It's something that I can deal with And then, hey,
0: you could use it in your mail call. I'll be like, Jamie, deliver these to me personally. <laughs> yeah. Or like we said, yeah, so now <clears> it's definitely <throat> the time to mention that. On July 31st, we don't have all the details yet, but we may be doing a special episode of the Codex podcast on Saturday, July 31st. We'll have more details to come in the future. Yes, we will. And I'm hoping it all works out. Okay. <laughs> so, that is my mail call. Sorry, no uh, $100 for Jamie. Can I at and, least
1: get, like, sorry, a I... dollar for getting the vampire thing? Like, can you
0: PayPal that over to me? yeah uh... Maybe, maybe I'll send you a, a poster of the chipmunks this week. Well, if I can find. How about it. a sticker? <laughs> there you I'll go. go. That's, I'll that's put it behind
1: that. me with the uh, the rest of the photos I ha- ha- have hanging up.
0: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Can't have too much chipmunks this no, week. Well. No. But okay, we are on to our topic of the week, which is: Do you prefer to read your comics digitally or in fi- or by physical copy? Basically digitally or physically.
1: Yeah. And I do have our top three answers in no particular order, as always. Um, so we have Salvatore Rowe popping up again. Uh, he said that it's physical. For him, something about holding it in his hands. I think the digital copies don't feel real to me. Not totally and digital, though, for story arcs I like to reread. It's better than digging through 15 to 20 issues just to find it. Um, next we got Jeff house, which is a first on the podcast, uh, digital trade, single issues. Comics is comics. Each format has its own charge. In my opinion, um, I like single issues because that's what I started on. There's a nostalgia factor. I love the old ads, the complete run, um, and some of the cover gimmicks that they had, uh, that he loves trades. Uh, that it contains the whole story. Uh, Things like Vertigo and some of Image IDW titles just read better in trade form, which he is absolutely correct. Digital is great for convenience, and the fact that you can zoom in, read panels in some cases, and it's great for seeing little details you may have missed before. So which format uh, does he prefer? Uh, His answer is yes. All of them, yes. And then we have uh, Kane Grasso, which if I'm pronouncing all these wrong, I do apologize, but you guys don't tell me if I am or not. Um, He goes, I do appreciate digital, as I've often read so much more than ever, which matters a lot, Um, and it definitely helps me decide what to focus on my collection-wise, Best advice I got in the day was choose your battles, and this helps me stay focused and organized. So, shout out to those top three. You know, I'll be sending a message out to all of them. Um, but it's Sunny, I mean, what's your what's your opinion on this?
0: Yeah, I really liked it. I thought, you know, we we did a good job picking the top three. That it, a lot of people were talking and commenting, and we try to pick the ones. Especially, they're kind of answered for everybody, and yeah, for me, I do pick physical. But I do like digital as well, because like some of the people uh, mentioned, it's easier when it's a, you're trying to read a, a run of something, and then you're missing a few issues. Sometimes it's hard to, to find those couple issues in between you're missing, and then you can go to digital, easy, easily read them. Not, they're not very expensive, and like they said, I like how it was mentioned. And when you're reading digitally you can zoom in on certain parts. So I liked it, yeah. For me, I do like the nostalgia of reading physical copies and flipping through pages. I'm still I still like that the best. But like I said, digital helps a lot when especially like I said, when you're missing issues and things like that and trying to save some money. Definitely. So for me, I do pick physical copies.
1: Alright. Well, for me, now I've had a I've been a hard head about this for a very, very long time. I've always preferred single issues. I never was one to buy trades. I never bought an Epic collection in my life. Never even looked at one like that. Um, But now with me being constantly busy all the time, um, I do get my pulls every week. I do still read them. Um, When it comes to older stuff, to me, digital is great because, kind of like what they touched on with our top three, is you could find what you like, you know, group wise. And for me, that makes it, well, it hurts my pocket a lot more, but it, it's great because of the fact that, because I'm one of those people, once I read it, I have to have it. I don't care if it's bad or good. Once I read it, it's, it's got to be a part of my collection. And. So my answer is actually both because even though I've just started getting back into trades, which is funny, Sonny, because the first trade I actually bought, like full like anything, was Punisher Circle of Blood. Um and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, check out the first episode we did and you can hear our reviews there. Um but that was the first and then I started realizing, you know, what else is out there, so I picked up not that long like before like right maybe right after i picked up the uh silver age uh uh, like deluxe runs of green lantern so that way i don't have to spend five thousand dollars on the first appearance so but yeah definitely answered definitely both i do i do appreciate both uh formats
0: So which one does your heart say, and which one does your head say?
1: My heart says physical. My head says digital. And then in the trash, there's still trades.
0: (laughs) All right. And for me, like I said, as much as I like digital and I've come to appreciate it over the past couple years, I'm still somebody who chooses physical. Well,
1: even for us, though, too, like digital is helpful because if we're doing a review and it's a little bit older or anything else like that, we can basically read it in like our spare time. Like I know I've read mine in the parking lot at work I, and I know you, what was it? You were getting your car fixed and you read it <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like you said, it's definitely easy the convenience. To, to read digital. Yeah. Instead of carrying, like that's just carrying a whole comic book with you. Yeah. So yeah, it is easier to read digital. All right. So there you go. Our topic of the week. And like I said, every week we'll have a topic of the week, and we always choose three uh, of the top answers, we believe. And like I said, no, t- no particular order, and we will mention them on the show. So now we get to our next subject, which is our works. Jamie, I will let you take it away first. This is a, a project you've been excited about. The Codex podcast is expanding. Yes.
1: Um, so, big news on our front we do have in our minds a couple of shows that we want to add to the Codex network that we have going on. Um, but one in particular that we're trying to push for in the next month or two is almost like a comics explained. So anytime we do a review, uh, we're gonna have that posted page by page summary of that week, that month, whatever we review. Um the reason for this is because of the fact that I know when I was younger, the hardest thing was always trying to keep up with comics when with limited money. And to be able to give a, a way to do that for others without them having to spend, you know, their hard-earned dollar and try to figure out, like, Judas contract, for example. If no one's ever read it or can't afford the Deluxe Edition or the Epic uh, Collection, um, you know, this is a way for them to hear what's going on so they're not really missing out too much. So, yeah, we're going to be posting more about that, but we are looking for someone to add to the team. So if you guys want to be a part of it, please, please message us. I will have the links for all of the social medias down below when we, this posts up to YouTube. And you can also find us on Instagram. Our names are underneath our little boxes. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I can't wait. Um, just... We started off with just an idea and this is starting to now branch out into something bigger and we're uh I don't know. I I the excitement is just overwhelming to be able to say that, you know, we're gonna be launching another show and then potentially a couple other later down the road, maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah so we'll be we'll be all over all the time. The Codex Podcast, you won't be able to get enough of us. Just us, us, us and well, like we said, new members of our team as well. Yeah.
1: And that, that, that this that is the biggest Part of it is, uh, you know, if anyone messages us, we'll give you all the rest of the details. But um, I've always wanted to give people a chance to love this platform, that actually love this platform, to
0: be a part of it. So now is your chance. Okay. So there we go. Now we get on to my thing. And so a couple of weeks ago, I did mention, well, Oh, yeah, like I said, this is our works. So we mentioned that we got coming up, the decoding episodes. And a couple weeks ago, I did mention that I was trying to do a voiceover thing. And I didn't get Green Goblin, but they gave me the part of somebody just named Guy. And it was like a stop motion thing (laughs) for Batman. And I did not realize that because I didn't when I just looked at the script, I gave a voiceover and I kind of thought the guy guy was going to be like a dweeb. So I was like using like a weaker voice, and then I started the video, and uh, they used actually the action figure of Roman Reigns, the wrestler. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So it's, it's a quick little entertain thing. It's like 70 seconds, and like I said, when I saw it, I was like, oh, f- if I knew it was me, Roman Reigns, I would have definitely put on a tougher voice, you know, made myself sound a lot more masculine. But, well. Well, Sonny. It was a fun little thing, first time ever.
1: Just to let you know, if you get the link for that, we will post that to below so where you can find it so we can see that and if you talk to those
0: people anymore I want in <laughs> okay I will I will get you in contact with them and I will uh, send you the link Yeah, yeah and then no no go ahead Okay. so then one more thing I got it's I am planning on doing a special episode uh, so last week when I was trying to trick Jamie um, his, his book to review or the book we'll be reviewing soon That in this episode will be Daredevil Born Again, but I tried to trick him and I showed Spider-Man the original Clone Saga and accidentally hit mute, so (laughs) it was kind of all messed up. But it's known that I have the original Clone Saga, and we know that that's one of the most trashed Marvel comics ever. People constantly put it down. Oh, yeah. And now I have something else that is also considered... Something that's considered one of the worst DC stories ever. Oh, God. Okay. And I thought, you know what? I need to do something where it's Spider-Man, the original Clone Saga, versus this other story. And the one that it will be going up against will be DC's Invasion. Oh,
1: my God. You have that?
0: I didn't yes. think anyone else owned that besides me. But
1: <laughs> Okay, so, so I have. are it. we going to do uh, a versus on all social media then?
0: Sure, yeah, that'd be fine. Um, It's something I still haven't finished the Clone Saga yet. (laughs) Trust me, you don't want to. When I finish it, (laughs) I, I think it's I need to. I need to finish it. So when I finish it, I'll get more details later, and I would love to do a special episode, either if it's the both of us or if I make a YouTube video. More details to come later, but definitely we'll be doing something special with Spider Man, the original Clone Saga versus DC's invasion. Yeah,
1: and just to let you know with that Clone Saga, they tried to redo it later on and it's called the Clone or it's called the Clone Conspiracy. They tried to read yeah. re- like basically try the story again, but better, and it was just subpar. It was better, but it wasn't like <laughs> blo- like
0: oh, this is amazing. Yeah, cuz I saw there's another Clone <laughs> Saga. When I was looking for the original, there's another Clone Saga and it was like all these trades, book after book. Like, man, that's going to be a lot to go through. Let me just get to the and original. That, that's
1: actually a new one coming out with Miles Morales, I believe. Yeah, oh, I think okay. that's new, and I think that's your pre-orders for it.
0: Okay, well, we'll see how Miles Morales can take on, if he's taking on the Jackal and the Clone Saga. Well, there we go. Like I said, we'll have more details on it soon. But now, no more Clone Saga, no more Invasion. We get on to our review of the week, and it is our one-shot issue. It is Captain America, Who Will Wield the Shield? Yes. Uh, Sonny, you actually want to do your review first this time? Yeah, I was going to say, I've been doing a lot of my reviews I know, I'll take it. I think today would be special, since you picked out this one too, if you would take this one out first. I, I
1: said that because I know you always do the reviews first, and I wanted to see if I could get you. But, you know. (laughs) <laughs> um, but no, actually this is the first comic I actually remember going into, uh, my local comic shop, just looking at it, buying it. Like it's, I mean, I have memories of like certain books I bought, like from the first one to whatever, but this is the first one shot I ever bought that I thought was a, cause I was a novice back then. I thought it was an ongoing series. So I read, as soon as I read it, I ran back in comic shop I was like I need the next one they're like it's a one shot I was like I, I get it it's issue one like <laughs> where's two and they had to explain to me in my uh not so smart brain back then that a one shot is just a one shot um but yeah I, that just seeing like that art on the front of just the shield and then I I knew a little bit about Captain America at the time I didn't know a whole lot um and having like Bucky be a part of it with and Cap was just amazing. But, uh, into the review, um, you know, it starts off with, uh, Bucky still holding the mantle as Captain America. You got, uh, Cap who came back from the Heroes Reborn era. Um, Bucky knows that he's basically back. He's, uh, distraught. He doesn't know really what he wants to do, but he knows he can't live up to Steve Rogers' expectation of who Captain America was at the time. So there's that internal struggle for him going on. You have Black Widow, who's a part of it, and she is trying to get give advice like you've been Captain America the entire time, why, give, why can't there be two? And that was the same thing that happened with Steve Rogers. He was talking to Sharon Carter. They basically had the same talk. Um, leading forward, we see uh more internal struggle throughout the whole book um but then we have uh bucky and black widow i believe it was in one of the panels and black Widow's like let's let's how about we do one more go out one more time as cab and we'll go from there and he goes out and steve can't sleep so he's out too he's just watching over bucky as he's you know, beating the crap out of people with a shield and helps join the fight. And there's that there's that talk at the end where, you know, Steve's like, I kinda I'm not ready to come back. Like I don't want anything to happen. And uh you know Bucky is like, No, this is your shield, you deserve it and there's that back and forth. I'm not gonna give away the ending until I hear your review now, Sonny. Like For me, if I had to give it a a grade, I would say definitely I'd give it an 8-9. I'll give more reason why, but I want to hear your review first before we get into more of what
0: happens at the end. Okay, so now on to me. And I also have a story with uh, Captain America Who Will Wield the Shield. You had given this to me last Wednesday. You said, hey, let's do it. And I said, sure, find one shot. And then on Thursday, I was on my way to work, going to work on this show called 61st Street that will premiere next year. And I got a flat tire. So I was not happy. I had to pull over. I'm not in the best neighborhood. My mom and grandpa had helped me out, take me to work. They're dealing with all that. But I make it to work a little late. And then when you work as an extra, there's a lot of waiting. So, but I knew, I'm like, okay, this is the perfect time to read. So I sat down, I was able to read, like uh, I said, digitally I was able to read this issue. And I can say for a while it, it did take me away from, from my problems of the day. And yeah, I thought it was a really interesting issue. I thought it was good. You basically went through the story. And it was good also to see uh, the villain of Hyde. Um, because, I, yeah, I haven't seen him before. I think I remember him in, a, I had a hero clicks of yeah. him. But yeah. I hadn't seen him in the comic. So we're back, back to my review. I was saying that hide. they were taking. Hmm? You left off with Hyde. Yep. So they were fighting Hyde. That is the villain, but it's mostly focused on kept you know Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes, and I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. It's not much on the action aspect. It's more of a story driven, and I do really like those. And to me, uh, I really did enjoy the ending. I enjoyed it the whole way through. I thought the ending was actually pretty touching. And for me, I give Captain America, Who Will Wield the Shield, an 8.7.
1: Ooh, we were close on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there, like, a specific part of the story that you did, like, thoroughly enjoy? Like, is there, like, a specific panel? Or, uh, like, or is there, some, yeah. like, something part of the story that you really enjoyed? Like, one aspect of it?
0: Well, I did enjoy the whole thing, but I think my favorite part was the ending. Okay. Okay, do good. you feel we should mention it or yeah, we'll, should we just have We'll definitely it? mention it cuz that that's the whole
1: reason I love the book so much. And going into the end, Steve basically goes, "No, Bucky, you're going to be you know, Cap." And then we kind of go forward a little bit. Bucky kind of seems still against it because of the fact that, you know, it's actually Captain America. Um, but then we lead into, uh, for those who don't know with civil war, there is, uh, the hero registration act where, you know, you had to be masked or unmasked and register. Um, but Steve goes in and they basically give him a pardon and he tells the president, you know, uh, if you need me, I'm still here. If you ever need me and at the end where the president's like, I know there's going to be a time, so we'll need you. And that, that part right there, like, that's the hook that got me. It was like, what happens next? Do they need him? Do they not? You know, uh, but it, it was it, it was so cool to see, like, all that in one issue where a lot of one shots don't carry that much uh, fluidity to them or weight. They, they don't hit... With like the internal struggle. They don't gear towards anything. And another reason. And this is before I give this back to Sonny. Is that I love this book so much. Is because after now we just seen Captain America. Or uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We see a totally different movement. Where it's Falcon. Because Falcon becomes Captain America. In the newer continuity. So at the end of Endgame. It was who is it going to be. Bucky or is it going to be Falcon. And when he gave it to Sam Wilson, it was like, okay, I can see where they're going. But I thought maybe the movie with all the same kind of struggle that they had in that one shot would be a part of it. And maybe possibly have Bucky have his own shield and go forth with that. So, I don't know. It it, it was just a good accumulation of everything into one. And plus, it was also, was it the 80th anniversary this year of Captain America?
0: Yes, it is 80th.
1: So, I mean, we had to do it. We had to at least do one before the year was over, which I figure we would, but I wanted to do this
0: one if that was going to be the case. Yeah, and it was a great pick. Thank you for picking it. Yeah. And the part that I really liked, that I enjoyed, was when Captain you know Steve Rogers gives it up and says he needs Bucky Barnes to be it, and then later on it shows Steve Rogers going home, and I'm pretty sure he was thinking to himself, and he was saying that you know he basically didn't want to give it, but he gave it, because he felt that that's what would save Bucky's life. And I felt like he made the huge sacrifice of giving up Captain America to save his friend's life.
1: Yeah. And and that's what really made me like it. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I wanted to, but I'm like, I'm going to see if that was Sonny's favorite part. Because I I know that was one of mine. So I was like, I'm going to leave that part out for you. But, yeah, overall, I thought the artwork was great. Uh, Baker does an amazing job as a writer, no matter what he touches, for the most part. Um, Yeah. uh,
0: So... That that's my my review for it. Yeah. So Jamie gives Captain America who will wield the shield eight point nine and I give it eight point seven. So we're, we're very close. Yeah, very very close. So the average would be eight point eight. Yeah. So Sonny, um I
1: probably have and I'll say it here, uh Daredevil done by next up ep- by our next episode. Do you just want to do the review for that then?
0: Okay, well then there you go. It's been announced right now that next week on the Codex Podcast, we will review Daredevil Born Again. Yes, we will. Um, So, we want to take this one home? So, we will take this one home. I should have another mail call by next week. I'm excited for that. That one will actually be a comic book. Oh, good. So, yeah. So, I won't be um, giving you any quizzes about it. Awesome. Um, Just to
1: say real fast, guys, uh, don't forget, follow, like, subscribe. This will be also updated or uploaded this weekend to YouTube with all of Sunny's antics cut out that happened earlier that we don't know what happened to. Um, but that and then it'll also be uploaded to Spotify as well. Um, thank you guys again for listening. We love you. We want we love the support. Uh, keep showing us. Keep feedback. I, I I can't thank you guys enough. So with that, you hope go. you guys have a good one.
0: All right, and everybody, as Jamie said, thank you. Take care. See you next week in Episode 6 of the Codex Podcast. All right, guys. Later.